Ah, Europe. Mmm, Europe. Europe. I've been to Europe, and I'm better than you. Europe. Simon, you just got back from Europe. How was it? Oh, look, it was great. Um, checked out a bunch of churches, super wholesome trip. Um, you know, kept it pretty PG and, and pretty cruisy, pretty, pretty quiet. Yeah, definitely. How did Europe make you feel? Oh, look, it made me feel great. Um, you know, I'm a brown boy now. I'm a brown, brown you, boy. Did it make you horny? <laughs> No, nah, I was too busy looking at the churches, mate. Uh, let's let's stay on track. Um, you know, yeah, I'm not going to answer that question on this podcast. What makes you hornier, <laughs> Croatian women or Shosasaki's all-around scores? You horny? You horny? Some people say that uh, traveling broadens the mind. Tell me, now that you think you've seen more of the world. Do you think you might not be so dumb as to not enter your training lineups every week? Um, I could experience every worldly experience there is to do, um, but I don't think anything will ever make me put in my training lineups. Um, I Look, you can't change me. I am who I am, and no matter um, however much soul-searching I do, I don't think anything's going to change that. I'm just trying to get better at this. Shame, 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 shame. So you're just as dumb as you were when you left? I'd say probably dumber. I think I might have lost a few brain cells along the way, so it's actually really concerning for my uh, SO5 results if I've returned with less brain cells than what I had going over to the trip. Who are you? I'm the brain cell. The brain cell? Yeah. Europe's expensive. It is expensive. Are you now entirely reliant on your Soro balance to survive? I am. I've completely whittled away all my money, um, blowing it on... Athens nightclubs and Croatian islandry experiences. Uh, Sweet hookers. Uh, so basically, if my SO5 results don't turn around, I'll be on the streets. I'll be recording on the streets, uh, roaming Mike, as you will. Do you feel stupid for buying so many 40-year-old goalkeepers now? It really did open my eyes, to be honest. It opened my eyes. Um, you know, I think I was like, huh, all this money I've poured into Danny Vukovic's, I could have bought another trip to Europe. Um, so that kind of hurts a little bit, but I try not to think about it. Did you get up to some crazy shit over there? We got up to some crazy shit. We like to we like to party here at the Thread and Under, and uh, yeah, we made it work. Did you do you drink any alcohol? I, I might have dabbled. I might have dabbled. Um, What's your favorite beer to do while drink while doing cocaine? <laughs> um, my first. <laughs> no, no, no answer. Did you kill anybody? I hope not. Maybe, honestly. I was I was steering a yacht for a little while, so um, I think everyone was in danger. Did you put on any weight over there? How many pounds did you put on? I actually put on two kilos, so we're on the shred now. Um, the post, what is your weight, what is your weight in, in pounds? I actually don't know. I could only tell you kilos. You bulking up? I'm bulking. I'm a thick boy. I'm a thick brown boy. Do you ever foresee yourself getting to 250? 250 pounds? Yeah. I don't, maybe. It's, I'll have to do a lot of Europe trips, I think. Is that right? Your surreal balance is so low. Can't hit 250. Come on, man. Come on. Why would you bring that up? <laughs> You're ugly. You're disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me $200. So Europe was good. Yeah, it was good. No, it was fine. But it's good to be okay, back. Okay, cool. Thanks very much. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, sounds like it was great fun, Simon. Yeah, thanks for those. What a time! Answers. Yeah, look, it's it's good to be back. That's the main thing. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad to be here. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> okay, well, look, we've heard enough about you. It's all been happening here in the Surrey world. Um, have you been keeping across it? Have you been keeping an eye on things? You haven't won anything, but have you been keeping an eye? Have you been looking? Have you been getting your Surrey data notifications still? You know, at like ten in the morning. Is so rare. Have you completely forgotten about everything so rare? To be honest, it's actually like, I don't know how people travel and still play so rare. Like I was so caught up in everything that was happening. I didn't really give it a second thought. Like I'd check in the odd score. I'd get the odd notification. Um, but it's certainly 
when you have other things to do in your life, it's funny how quickly Soraya can be put in the back burner. So what you're saying is Soraya isn't everything. Well, that can't be right. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Why do I feel so dark inside? <laughs> but no, I look, I, I don't know. I think it's, I, it's hard to keep track. There was obviously when you're not winning as well, you like, you kind of just switch off. I think I saw someone the other day though. They said like, why does it always feel like you do better in Soraya when you're like, you don't care. Like you're not watching the lineup and it just happens. Do you find that? I mean, obviously that's bullshit because you didn't win shit while you're overseas. Ooh, burn. <laughs> you're scooting about on a motorbike. Uh, Meanwhile, no decisives whatsoever from your boys. <laughs> this is true. But yes, I, uh, I, I think that's certainly a pattern that I pick up is when I'm not thinking about Serrera, when I'm distracted enough that I forget that some of my players are playing. That's when I get those good decisive notifications. But when I'm sitting there by the phone being like, please, please, <laughs> please give me the, the sacred text. Sacred Jedi text! Uh, it never happens, so there might be something to that. Well, it's like a watched, was... a watched pot never boils. A watched pot never boils. A watched pot never boils. But look, tell me, how did you go while I was away? Obviously, I was off, you know, dancing my tits off. You were here in Australia. You had nothing to do but Sarah. Did you, mm. are you a millionaire yet? Have you won everything? I have not won anything. Um, oh, actually, no, that's not true. I did win a Tier 4 Super Rare last week in Cap 270. Uh, that was my throwaway team. Um Again, once again, the game week came down to Claudio Bravo. I actually was recording midway through the game week last week, and I was like, if Gaese can keep a clean sheet, and if Claudio Bravo doesn't completely shit the bed like he normally does, we could be on here. Um, Claudio Bravo didn't shit the bed as bad as he has in the past, but, I mean, I don't know who's scoring the uh, Portland games over there at Opto, but... It's just so brutal on poor Claudio. I feel like I'm watching the game. He doesn't seem like he's doing that badly. But, man, every time I look at his so rare scores, it's just going down, down, down. So, um, yeah, I think he rolled out like a 22 or something for me. So kind of prevented me from getting up into the higher prizes. But I'm actually quite happy with my result. I got a picked up a Jordi Van Leberg from Mechelen. So I've got a nice little Mechelen stack forming. I've got, you know, Nicola Storm there already. So... You know, might have to get myself a Rob Schoofs uh, and complete the complete the set. So, pretty happy with the wins. I guess that's you know my whole reason for moving to Super Rares is that you know when you do win, it's Super Rare and it's just way more exciting. Um, opening a Super Rare, you know, sometimes they're rubbish, but if you just get lucky that once, you know, it's uh, yeah, the the payoff is there. So. I uh yeah it's been a it's been a rough couple of weeks for me for, on the Soraya front I just cannot seem to lock in a full strength team um I kind of made the decision a couple of weeks ago that I wasn't going to invest any further in like you know summer players I think I feel like I've got enough there to to tide me over um but some of the key pieces I bought like that Matthias Rojas that I bought for um from Russing Club he has He's back from injury, but he keeps playing in the midweeks when I don't have enough players to go around him, crushing. And then he's like off on international duty. You know, he, I thought this week was fine. This weekend was finally going to be the weekend that I get to roll him out. But of course, his contract's ended. So now he's kind of like in limbo. I think he's going to Corinthians, which will be good eventually because he'll stack with my Roger Guedes. But in the meantime, He's not playing this weekend. So it's like every weekend I'm just like, I want to roll out my best five guys, but there's always someone who's letting me down. So I think I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing and just prioritizing cap 240 and trying to stack some ETH, um, you know, putting it towards a gun super rare midfielder for, for Europe. So yeah, it's not as exciting, um, but I think I've made the right choice by not spending any more money on Americans or Asian players. Well, I think that's probably been the story of my time since we last recorded is I've sort of made that transition officially now across to European pieces, um, which, you know, you were quick to point out my lack of SO5 success while I was away, but that was largely down to the fact that I had sold all of my big pieces. I mean, Zellerayan's gone, Druisi's gone. Mm. Uh, I know Shosasaki's on the chopping block as well, um, which means I'm basically just rolling out 
240 lineups hoping to hit something. Um, yeah. But I think it's, it's, it's I think it's a good feeling because I, I like how many weeks in the summer are we? We're at least probably what two months. I a think month we've and a half? Only, yeah we've only got uh, I think Belgium comes back end of July and then everyone else comes back like second week of August. So we're we're pretty we're not too far away like five five weeks away from Europe starting up again. So yeah, if you can just keep stacking those thresholds, you know that'll come in handy. You know in a couple of weeks time. And look, I mean Renoso's back. He's, he's banged in his first goal last week, which is exciting. Yeah, I mean, your problem this weekend is that I think you've probably got a really good, I hate to say it, but you've probably got a really good, like, 270 team because you've got Sasaki with a great matchup. Reynoso's back and he's on form. You know, you've got Johnny Russell there still. Like, you've got you've got some very good pieces uh, in there. So, yeah, I mean, you could put out a 240 team this week, but you'd have to leave out some pretty tasty tasty pieces I, I think i had a look i when i was in the airport um waiting for my delayed flight to arrive i think i'm gonna go an all-star team like it's pretty strong i think it's like willis i think it might it might be bravo bravo why why would you do that to yourself it's a toxic relationship right he's hurt us so many times but i don't think i have too many options i mean mina i don't think universidad catolica or whatever have played in months, I, I I seriously don't know what's going on with the Chilean league. Um, Two words. I, oh, I've got Show Sasaki. Show Sasaki. <laughs> yeah, screw Show Sasaki. I'm gonna put Claudio Bravo in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I go back to your interview. Uh, Simon has definitely come back. He's nine shades browner. He's also nine shades dumber than he was when he left. So everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yeah, don't do drugs, people. <laughs> yeah, so I think it was Willis, Sasaki, Reynoso, Russell, and then someone else. I can't remember. That I think you, you. I mean, Pereira's got a pretty good matchup. He was benched last weekend, but I'm assuming that's just because they've had a, like a crazy fixture list. So, but I think you've got Pereira or Montero, who have both yeah. got pretty good matchups. I think so. Yeah, I mean, with Pereira and Montero, you. They're both just as mediocre yeah. as one another. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think it's I think it's good. Like I, I'm pretty happy with the decision. I picked up uh, a Zaruki. Uh, so he got the move to Feyenoord. Like that's exciting. Like I feel like I've got a decisive, capable guy. Uh, obviously, I had to sell Zellerian. He's like mm. literally setting the world on fire at the moment. Well, not literally, but figuratively. Um, <laughs> Who knows? And, could be. But uh, like I think, yeah, selling at the top. We sort of seen with Zeller in the past, like he sort of goes through hot periods and then he just forgets how to kick a football. So I don't know. I just think bank the bank that ETH, pick up some quality European targets, and I've pretty I've got some solid lineups ready for next European season. I've actually got goalkeepers. Can you believe it? I've got goalkeepers. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, European strategy wise, I've been thinking about what I'm gonna do. I think my like best lineup. You know, if everyone stays fit, my best lineup at the start of next season is probably Otamendi, Desart, probably maybe one of my American forwards up front, like Guedes or or Quintero, and then maybe like Shosasaki or Boscagli, depending on if Boscagli starts for PSV. So then my question is, okay, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately of this this idea of stacking defender and goalkeeper. I mean, it's a strategy as old as time, but it just does make it makes a lot of sense to be like you just it's just one less thing you need to happen <laughs> you know and especially when you've got someone we've both got an Otamendi if we can get an Odysseus in there I mean obviously I'm looking at a super rare which is you know that's substantial but for yourself do you think it's worth trading in some of those multiple goalkeepers you've got and going for someone like an Odysseus to stack with Otamendi so you don't have that you don't have that issue of like, oh, Benfica have done a 3-0. Uh, Otamendi's got a nice 75 there. But now you're like, okay, now it's all on Kodjikaru to keep a clean sheet for, for Leuven, you know? Going to have a bad time. What's wrong with you? Who hurt you? I mean, come on, man. This is, I've finally got goalkeeper depth. And you're like, trade them all in. Get one goalkeeper. Like, do you want to win or do you want to lose? What do you like? 
I haven't had goalkeepers for months, and that's why I've never won. I need goalkeeper depth. Well, this is what I'm saying. You obviously you've got you. So I think you're at a bit of a crossroads now. Like this weekend is a good example of you've got a really good like all star team. You know, you've got you've got Reynoso. He's back. He's crushing. Johnny Russell's a good forward. You've got you know some depth there. Do you weaken your squad even further to bank some more ETH for Europe? You know, because you, your your plan was to go into 240. You've got a lot of 240 pieces there. You've got Watanabe, you've got Pereira, you've got all these mediocre boys that are like perfect for 240. You can't use any of them because you're like, well, I have to, I can't not play Sasaki, Reynoso, Johnny Russell, like, in a you know, in a good team. So I guess what I'm saying is you can keep some goalkeeper depth. You've got, what, three, four European goalkeepers now? Marcuson. Luth, Kodjikero. Kodjikero. I mean, Danny Vukovic, I'm assuming, is going to be the new Ajax keeper next year. So that's four. That's um, four. Yeah, lock it in. What I'm, what I'm saying is I think the only holes in your squad going into Europe, obviously you, you need some depth. Oh, you probably don't need – you actually got some pretty good depth. But if you're rolling out Otamendi, uh, Zaruki, you probably need another forward. You, who else have you got? Tom Hay. Yeah, I've got Tom Hay. Ben Taleb if you're going to go and kick, and kick off. So I think really you just need a forward, and I think you need a goalkeeper. I don't. I think it would be such a shame for you to roll out four crushers and then be like, oh, I hope OH Leuven keep a clean sheet on the weekend. Like, how often is that yeah, going to happen? I get that. Okay, okay, I get that. Like, <laughs> but that's you're talking about selling all the rest of my gun American pieces, which I am planning on doing. And I'm happy to get an extra goalkeeper. But what you said before was you said sell up the goalkeepers to get – you know, uh, the Benfica keeper. And I was like, no, no, let's keep the goalkeeper depth. Let's not be hasty. Yeah. Because every time I've gone all in on a goalkeeper, they've snapped an Achilles. They're, nice. They're tired. <laughs> they've, you know, ugh. look, yeah, I, I, I get I it. I get yeah. it. I, I, yeah, look, it's, I don't know how I feel about the stacking though. I've never had, personally, I've never had great experiences with the stacking, but, I think like my my stack was like a Slovic Morishige, so in Tokyo FC. So I think there's a big difference between Tokyo FC and Benfica. You're probably you know, yeah. All I'm saying is yeah. I think I think your goal should eventually to have be you know whether it's wait till the start of the season, figure out where your priorities are, and then because I mean look, Joe Willis will still play until December, so you've got you've got plenty of keepers. So I reckon you could probably shed. You'll probably shed one in in the interests of racking up a bit of ETH so you can upgrade that keeper spot. Have you had any well, more thoughts? Oh, sorry, carry on. I was just going to say, Odysseus is 0.57 at the moment, so it's pretty yeah. pricey. Okay, okay. I think, I mean, that's he's been he's certainly been higher than that. I think there's a bit of doubt about whether he's going to stay or not. Um, transfer window, still got quite a long way to go. Um, and... There's nothing less reassuring than when you see a Twitter post being like, Benfica want Odysseus to stay. Odysseus wants to stay at Benfica. You know, all that, they're talking about renewals. It's like, okay, so <laughs> Nick Minute. Nick Minute. He's going to be at some on the bench somewhere for Man United or something like that. So I think I wouldn't be going and buying pretty much anyone right now um, until the transfer window. I mean, you could pick up a, bit, a few bargains if you take that risk, but... Yeah, it's a, well, tough, I mean, it's a tricky it's probably, time. It's been the biggest talking point since I last potted mm. is the fact that the Saudi league is just gobbling people up left, right, and center. Oh, mate, Jota this morning. Twitter is ablaze. Jota from no Celtic. Yeah, he's been offered like some bonkers amount of money to go and play in Saudi. And that, I mean, it hasn't been, it's not official yet. So again, there's a few people out there that are zigging when people are zagging and they see this rumor of this player going to Saudi, snap them up. And just hope that, you know, those rumors don't actually end up becoming a reality. But yeah, like I think a lot of the players that have been moving to Saudi, you could probably say are kind of that, you know, there's a few players that are still somewhat in their prime, but a lot of them have been like, you know, Kante, Benzema, Firmino, like, yeah, okay. But you, you know, yeah. your, your, premium, yeah. your, your premium days are behind you. Um, but now that Jota's going, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I really, he's a 24-year-old. Really, he's got like all these options in front of him and he's going to the Saudi league. That's 
That is actually, that's crazy. His prices so, halved in the space of a day. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. I mean, yeah. Again, if you've got some balls of steel, there's some there's some money to be made because I, I guarantee you as soon as they're like, oh, no, that was just all smoke and mirrors, he's actually re-signed with Celtic or he's going to play at Feyenoord, you know, that price is going to triple. So, yeah, I don't know. It's If you're a bit of a risk taker, now is a very exciting time <laughs> to be a so rare manager. But, oh, man, the, the, the stakes have never been higher. That's Yeah, it's one way to put it. I, like... Yeah, do you think the Saudi league is going to get onboarded by Sarer? I can't see it personally. Uh, I'm I'm a bit on the fence about it. I feel like I feel like everyone in the Sarer community is a bit sensitive at the moment, just because of what happened with the Premier League. I'm, I I still maintain that it wasn't because the Premier League was onboarded. It was because like five second division leagues were all added at once. <laughs> I think that was a massive factor in the crash that we experienced because all of a sudden just supply was just flooded with all these players, all these players who score well and from a Sarer point of view, but aren't actually that good of players. You know, your Marvin one at six, you know, your um, Vieira's, those kind of players. Um, so I think people are a bit sensitive when they say that they're going to onboard a new league, you know, because they're like, A, you're adding to the supply, which as we saw last time, has a, has a massive effect on, on the prices. Um, and B, you're adding these players who could potentially just be like game breakers. You know, Benzema in Saudi could be just 90s, 100s every week. <laughs> it's like, how are you meant to compete against that? You know, and do they yeah, put and Saudi? Or, yeah, go on, go on. Sorry, I was just going to say on the flip side as well, like you've got uh, probably what, 10 to 20 high profile big stars but then you've also got to factor in there is squads and squads and squads of just absolute plotters and no names that are going to fill up the prize pools. Like, yeah, you can win mm. events with the crushes, but there are just so many just useless and no name players. Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. So I think people are a bit worried about that. Um, also, it's like, if do they put Saudi in Asia? In which case it's like, is that going to make Asia not that much fun to play? I think there's just a few downsides to them adding it but at the same time you know if you want Sorare to grow to this point where there's you know a million users surely you should have access to all leagues you know at the end of the day supply and demand is is you know that will work out as long as growth keeps happening but yeah I think people are just a bit wary of any new leagues being added mm. and does tapping into the Saudi league open up a whole new market of Sorare users as well potentially <laughs> I mean, it would be great if like just some Saudi trillionaire comes in and just, <laughs> he might just buy everyone's cards and then he just plays against himself every week, like some deranged yeah. dictator. And he's just like, yeah, I just, I own every single team in All-Star Rare Pro. <laughs> How much does the earth cost? I'm going to buy the entire earth and be king. Mm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the Saudi kind of footballing, um, fan bases like i'm i'm sure they're i'm sure they'd be they'd be into it <laughs> that's what we're, that's what we're lacking mate we've got to tap into the saudi audience for this rare down under podcast well i mean you missed the first episode of so rare saudi arabia last week which was you know went down an absolute treat yeah. i've actually got i've actually got the theme song to so rare saudi arabia stuck in my head it's great <laughs> Not gonna lie, I was watching this on a boat, and I was like, "Uh oh, has Elster made some massive decision on behalf of the podcast without consulting me?" I was feeling very blue that day, and I just went, "I'm done." I was like, uh. "A few great comments on the YouTube video, big like, oh, you really had us worried there for a second <laughs> with my acting skills." Yeah, you did well, mate. You did well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Saudi League. I don't think I'd be upset if they onboarded it. I think it. You know, it just creates a bit another dimension to it. It's just interesting to see how they how they um, execute it. I think I think everyone can agree the A League would be the perfect league to add next. You're not breaking the game. You're not introducing anyone who's like completely overpowered. Uh, you make Asia stronger. It's a league that people can watch. It's you know it's it's more accessible than the Saudi League. Um, sure, you don't have any big stars, but it really I think 
Australia would just be perfect for Champion Asia because at the moment there's only J League, there's only K League, just adds that bit of diversity to it um, and makes it a little bit more competitive. So, yeah. Can somebody please tell me when is A League? I think A League makes way more sense than Saudi League, but yeah, I'm I'm still undecided as to how I feel, how I will feel if they onboard the Saudi League. If we got Saudi before the A League, we riot. We literally yeah. riot. I'll be in the streets with a sign, just go fuck. Go fuck. Yeah, I mean, Hell maybe we should, we'll have a word with uh, the Prime Minister and see if we can get some tax dollars together. And maybe, I mean, we obviously probably couldn't afford a Ronaldo salary, but, you know, maybe we can get like, I don't know, uh, Jack Grealish. His name is Jack Jack. Jack 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 Grealish. <laughs> Uh, also, what about a what about a uh, as you would say a Jamie Cummins uh, in the yeah. Indian Super League? That yeah, was like that was ab- fun to watch. Like to apologise for J- to Jamie for that one. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, Jamie Cummins? Where is he? <laughs> Just yeah. random people. <laughs> nice, mate. Your, your, your knowledge of the A League is is so well, so perfect. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. Look, we have a new segment. It's called. We're going to do this until the end of the transfer window. Um, we, I need your help coming up with a name for this segment, um, sponsored by Pavel Trader. Um, okay, so we need, I've got a couple of ideas. We could either call it hype or shite, moon or doom, top or flop, yay or nay. You, you picking up the drift here? I, I, I did, yep. <laughs> Roger. Yep. <laughs> Great or I'm irate. I like the the moon or doom. I think moon that's a good or doom. One. Well, we could, I was vote. thinking we could either do moon or doom, as in like to the moon or you're doomed, or we could do to the moon or dune, which is like if Quinny was to say down. <laughs> Probably the first option I'd say. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so I'm going to give you five either rumoured or confirmed transfers, and we'll do this each week. Okay. And you're going to tell me whether it's Moon or Dune. <laughs> you're really, you really doubling down on this Dune, aren't you? I like it, Dune. Okay. <laughs> All right, are you ready? I'm ready. And we can, we can discuss or we can just go rapid fire. It's up to you. Okay. All right. Harry Kane to Bayern Munich. Love it. Moon. <laughs> Get back on your boat. Return from whence you came. (laughs) Nailed it. All right, stumbled at the first hurdle. All right, cool. Kane to Bayern, love it. What about Kane to Real Madrid? Oh, Moon. PSG? Uh, Dune. Dune. (laughs) All right. Mbappe. (laughs) Killian Mbappe to Liverpool. Dune. Dune? Yeah. Timmy Puki to Minnesota. Oh, moon. Love it. I love a bit of Puki. <laughs> Rob Scoofs to PSG. <laughs> moon? Just, I'd love to see it happen. <laughs> okay, final one. Jonas Windy Boy Wind to Real Madrid. Wait. Playing goalkeeper. Moon, he can't score goals, so may as well take a career Maybe switch. Maybe he can save him. Change lanes. It's not too late, Jonas. It's not too late. <laughs> all right, fantastic. So all moons there. Great. Okay. Well, no, sorry, Mbappe to Liverpool. You don't. You don't think that would be a good move? That doesn't fit the structure. I mean, it would bankrupt the club, surely. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah. All right, I've got five for you. Okay, go on. Marco Tilio to Celtic. Ooh. Moon. Yeah, that would be amazing if he just kicked on. That would be incredible, yeah. I mean, him and it's, Moy, it's Moy in, the, in the midfield, yeah. It's happening, so. Moon. Very exciting. Moon. Messi to Miami. Ah, oh, Moon. He'll crush. He'll destroy. How good is it that he's not at the Saudi League? So good. Ah, it's the best. I think, like, Miami uh, ticket prices have already, like, absolutely skyrocketed as well. It's the, it's the biggest thing to happen to the MLS ever. And I think especially 
coinciding with the World Cup coming up in the US, like it's not just Miami games that are sold out. Every club is going to sell out their stadium whenever Miami come to town, you know, like, yeah, I think I read something the other day that David Beckham, he's, he's buying to, into Miami was like 26 million. And now the company, the club is worth like 500 million. <laughs> I don't know the exact numbers, but it's some just like massive piece of business. So yeah, Miami, yeah. Messi to Miami, absolute moon, Jupiter, but Saturn. <laughs> Jordan Boss to Westerlo. Uh, Dune. Um, yeah, I agree. I I do love a bit of Jordan Boss, but I I can I can just see him following a similar trajectory to you know, if you think about like the number of MLS left backs, fullbacks that have gone to Belgium, and you know, they end up back in the MLS a few years later because they can't quite hack that leap uh, to Europe. Then I don't know. I hope he proves me wrong because I do love a bit of bit of bit of Jordos. Uh Declan Rice to Arsenal. Hmm. Um Dune. I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna be you know, you know you know me. I love a main man and I just feel like it, at, at Arsenal there's so many pieces there. I think he's a good player, but I think if we're talking from a Sorare standpoint I think he'll be pretty average. Kai Havertz to Arsenal. Uh, Moon. Moon. I feel like Kai Havertz, he has been slandered for many years, and I do believe it's just because he plays for Chelsea. (laughs) Um, And Chelsea are rubbish. So I think playing at Arsenal, he'll he'll go back to his Bundesliga days and start crushing. All right. Fire through the last three. Maklov Cherny to Wolfsburg. Dune, Dune for so rare, Moon for my Wolfsburg collection. <laughs> uh, my boy, Zaruki to Feyenoord. Moon. Absolute moon. Uh, Jason or Jamie Covens to Indian Super League. <laughs> on board the Super League. On board the Indian Super League. Come on, give the people what they want. Um, what a weird, what a strange move that is. I mean... People who people who aren't familiar with Australian football, this the step up from the A League, and this is why, like, I mean, obviously, people, I think people would welcome the A League on Surrey, but I, I don't think that people realise that it, the level is, it's, it's probably one of the lowest of the leagues that would be be on Surrey. I think, um, by quite a way, a lot of so many Australian soccer players who have played for the Socceroos have made a career playing in the Kazakhstan league or the Azerbaijani league or in the, you know, they're playing in the depths of the democratic Republic of Congo, you know, like (laughs) there's, there's, there's so few of those Australians that get that, make that move to Europe and succeed. Uh, So many of them just go to these random leagues around the world. And I mean, Jamie Cummings, Jason Cummings, Come on, man! The cum dog, the cum dog to India is just a, is just a great example of that. Uh, I'm going to say Moon. I hope he smashes it over there. <laughs> going to be so good. Uh, this is the biggest one. I've saved the best for last. I think I know uh, what it's going to be. Traore to Melbourne Victory. Oh. Okay, now hilarious that you said that because uh, I know no. what you're thinking. I, we're on the same page. Cool. <laughs> we're on I the same I might page. Get you. I uh, thought yeah. you might not have done your your research. I mean, well bring done. the bring the guns to Melbourne. I'm I'm down for it. Bring those oily guns to Melbourne. I'm down for it. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter and I was like, no way, this is awesome. And then it's like, oh no, it's some like 33 year old plotter who played for Gold Coast United back in 2009. Yeah, this, <laughs> there's actually like a lot of Adama Traores. I think Adama Traore is like the John Smith of wherever Adama's from. Congo, maybe? Maybe that's just in my head. I don't know. That's probably racist. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay. That was Moon or Dune, sponsored by Pavel Trader. Sponsored Rocky Star, Pavel... what have we got there? I'm going to say that again. That was Moon or Dune, sponsored by Pavel Trader. There you go. Come back, come back next it. week for our hot takes. 
and there'll probably be like 20 more transfers. It's absolutely popping off at the moment. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm uh, an idiot. I thought that the transfer window ended like today. So I was like, let's do a show about the end of the transfer window. And then I was like, there's a lot of transfers that still need to happen if it ends tomorrow. <laughs> now, of course, I know that it, it doesn't end for like another six weeks. So plenty Did of Did you see the tweet that um, Sebastian Joisi is potentially going to get out of MLS? I think that might have just been some clickbait. Right. I don't know. We'll see. I don't, I, it's so I hard don't with soccer because so. they sign like a five-year contract and then they're like, oh, no, I'm off. See ya. Yeah. I mean, if someone pays, the, if they've got a release clause or whatever, but yeah. It's a scary time to be a so rare manager. Um, I'm actually quite happy that I've got quite a condensed gallery now because I'm pretty sure most of my players haven't got any bad moves in them. So, Nick Manette. It's funny, like, obviously I'm going across to Europe. Europe? Um, playing a bit like, obviously, Zeruki plays in Challenger. There's perks to that, you know. They dominate the farmer leagues, uh, the farmer teams, I should say. You know, on any given week, if they're playing the, the 16th place team, you know that they're going to crush. Whereas in MLS, you mm. know, St. Louis City's number one. Like, who saw that coming, you know? That's it. But does it also, like, I feel like Challenger is also the worst because it's probably the most nerve-wracking time because I think we've talked about before is, mm. like, they're that level where they're good, but then their next move is, like, Champ Europe where they go, like, ride the bench somewhere. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think... There's certainly something to be said for just avoiding the temptation to just buy good challenger players and just spending that little bit extra, although in a lot of cases it's a lot extra, and getting those champ Europe players that don't have a bad move in them. You know, like Trent Alexander-Arnold, Vinicius Jr. You know, these guys aren't... There's no way they can go where they become a worse option, you know. Um I think some of those like older champion players who are like playing, you know, like uh, one of our bylaws that I'll talk about in a bit, Isco, who played for Real Madrid, like he's not going to go, he's going to go to a club lower than Real Madrid and he should do well there. You know, there's, a, there's no losing there. Whereas Challenger, I feel like, and I mean, I do have a Challenger heavy gallery myself. If you've got a great Challenger player, that just means that there's only heartache to come. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, Tijani like, Rinders, too good, yeah, yeah, Tijani Rinders. Like, I was this close to buying his super rare because I was like, all reports are saying that he wants to stay at AZ and AZ want to keep him and they're not going to let him go. But it's like, if someone comes and says, I will give you 70 million dollars for him, then they're going to say yes. <laughs> and that's and now yeah. he's going to ride the bench at AC Milan, you know, that's it, it's yeah. the golden curse. Like, Teddy Tuma, he's uh, signed for Rems, you know, he'll be playing there with Junior Ito. It's like Junior Ito is a great example of a player that, you know, good for him career-wise, great, but terrible for Soraya. So, yeah, you might be onto something there. But I think that's why I was pushing so hard for you to pick up Zaruki because I was like, he's literally just signed for Feyenoord. Like, he's not going to move anywhere else. So you, you don't have that risk. So you can buy him knowing full well he's going to a team where he should do really well yeah yeah and it's like i think you'd honestly pay a little bit more extra eth just for that safety the the, the, the warmth and comfort of knowing that he's a safe boy that's it so i mean in saying that have you had any more ideas about your forward options are you are you going to try and go are you going to try and run a challenger team or are you going to run an all-star team and potentially pick up like a you know maybe a champion europe forward of some description what does the Croatian league fall under challenger? It does. But Lavia is one of those players where he's not past his prime, but he's older and therefore should just be kind of locked in. Kind of like a Dusan Tadic. You would think Dusan Tadic is locked in at Ajax and same with Lavia. So, but Well, I feel like now that I've got his shirt, um, I got welcomed in by the Croatian footballing community when I was over there for wearing my shirt. Obviously, the, I don't know what the game was where Croatia played Spain. What was that mm, tournament? That was the Nations uh, League. Yeah, so I was in Croatia for that, in a Croatian bar watching it and like just arm in arm with all these Croatians as if I was a diehard Croatian fan, fan from day one. Um, <laughs> probably the biggest missed opportunity was them not winning that penalty shootout because it would have been bonkers. Like it would have gone absolutely mental. Mm. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I kind of got 
caught down that rabbit hole. But yeah, <laughs> Liverpool. I got home. <laughs> give us a look. Give us a spin. Show us your. Show us the back. Show us the jersey. Show us the pins. This is where you see that he's got no pants on. Oh, nice. Stand up. Nope. There you go. All right, that's enough. Stop that. I love it. I love it. That's great. <laughs> we actually got we uh, we got a question. We, we okay. This is a bit. The chair's making so much noise. A bit of a humbling moment for us this week. Uh, put the uh, put the word out to the Twitter community asking for some questions and some topics. You know, works for John Nellis. Why shouldn't it work for us? Uh, we got one response. So nobody cares. Thank you very much, Cowser. One of our best fans. We love you very much. Uh, he said, "Where do we get our shirts from?" Um, and that is a good question. A, a few of this one, I I actually won. Um, a few of my mates entered a Sorare private league during the Global Cup, the World Cup, um, and I topped our league. So everyone chipped in and bought me this Japan jersey. Uh, I'm assuming you, that jersey there was sold by a man on the street. <laughs> Yep, uh, bargain with some man for this uh, definitely authentic, definitely not made in Cambodia, Hajdak split jersey. But I think I got to get brownie points for the fact that I bought it in split. So yes, it's it's somewhat authentic. <laughs> somewhat authentic. Yeah. Um. But yeah, to um, answer the question, um, I mean, you picked up that Melbourne City jersey for me because you work at Melbourne City. Um, what other jerseys have I got? Now, most of my jerseys I do get from a, a website called Jersey Loco. Um. <laughs> I don't feel very good about promoting them right now because they do just make knockoff jerseys, but they're actually like pretty good knockoff jerseys. I've got a Benfica one, I've got a New England Revolution one, and their attention to detail is is, is pretty pretty bang on. So, <laughs> yeah, if you're in Australia, I think you can you can pick up most jerseys for like fifty, sixty bucks by the time you pay for postage. So, yeah, my my Portland Timbers jerseys. That's real. Legit. You got that for me for my birthday. Um, I think it's just hard because, like in Australia, obviously, like it it's impossible to get any jersey that's not like Barcelona yeah. or Real Madrid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they got no yeah. taste here in Australia. They're uh, Philistines. Uh, you know, uncultured swine. You uncultured swine! What are you looking at, you hockey puck? Um, not a. Lazio jersey to be seen. So, yeah, so you got uh, you got to go to the knockoffs, unfortunately. I will say this. If the A-League is onboarded, which it will be, I am buying myself a Danny Vukovic goalkeeper kit <laughs> straight away. Yes. Bright orange. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much a big one for, like, if I go to a sporting event anywhere, I will buy the jersey of that team. So I've got a few jerseys from games that I've been to, and I hope in the next... 12 or so months that we can do a bit more football tourism and go and see some football games. Um, I'm 100% going to the world cup in the U S in 2026. That's that cannot not happen. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely try and keep the collection growing uh, and I'll try as hard as I can to not continue to pay the knockoff merchants at Jersey Loco. But if you're after whatever Jersey you want, they've pretty much got them all. Absolutely. All right. Well, look. Enough about the jerseys. You know, we're beautiful. We're wearing repping teams from all around the world. We're we're cultured. Mm. You know, Serrera's grown our footballing minds. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of footballing minds, you're one of the best. You know, self-acclaimed. Self-acclaimed. Yeah, self-acclaimed. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying you that. You didn't say that. I'm not saying that. It's been me yeah, every time. Every single time, it's been me. Yeah. It doesn't sound arrogant when I say that I am the greatest man in the world. Um, look, give us some sell highs, buy lows. Okay. You think, think after like 15, 20 episodes, I'd nail what I, that title of that segment is, but I still have to think about it. Mm, mm, okay. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> buy low, sell highs. Um, I let the stocks decide my mood. Fuck! Fuck! Damn it! Wait, is green good? Green's good. Okay, never mind. Got a couple, uh, the first one on our list. Let me just share the old screen here. You'd think after 20 episodes, you'd have your screen ready to go. I've got to click the buttons. Buttons to be clicked. <laughs> okay, first one here. So uh, this is Theo Bongonda. So um, his price, as you can see, in limited has already kind of shot up a little bit, but uh, still relatively affordable in the rare at 0.05. Um, people may remember Theo from his time at Genk, um, where he was an absolute destroyer. Lots of dark greens up there. Lovely, lovely. 
Um, I think it was like Paul Anawachu, Bongonda, and Junior Ito at one point. Oh, oh, stuff dreams are made of. Um, anyway, Theo has been recently linked with a move to Spartak Moscow. Uh, and I do believe, I think that, I think he would do very well over there. Um, I think he kind of suits that league. And I feel like a lot of the forwards that do well over there are kind of that, you know, high AA kind of forwards. They get, they get, get all over the pitch kind of getting involved. They're not just those upfront kind of strikers. So, um, like your Malcolm's at Zenit, um, Sobolev at, at Moscow before him, um, Jordan Larson was very successful when he was at, at, at Spartak. So apparently it's, you know, progressing again, there's always that risk that he just stays at Cadiz, which, you know, if he stays there, he's not going to do very well, but this is one where you can kind of buy the rumor, sell the news or, you know, see how he goes in Russia. But I think personally he would do very, very well. That's a really good way to put it. Thank you. Buy the rumor, sell the news. I like it. <laughs> I'd love to say cool. that I came up with that myself, but, uh, I did not. I believe it was um, David Attenborough who said that, um, Planet Earth 2. Uh, this spotty fucker is buying the rumour and selling the news. Um, okay, the next one we've got here is, I mentioned him earlier, uh, our boy Isco. Um, you can see there, plays for blank. Plays for no one. He is currently without a club. Um, I think people have been kind of speculating on him because he is assured to get a move uh he's not done yet he's only 31 um a lot of heavy rumors for him going to the mls uh, and i think especially with all this attention on the mls at the moment you know Jordi alba's going there sergio busquets uh who's that other guy um larry mm, he... larry mess larry masso ted La... no oh yeah he Lena... the ball Lionel Messi. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so he's heading there as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. everyone's kind of like, oh, go to the MLS. And I think Isco could be a perfect, like, I could just see him going to the Galaxy and 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 doing very, very well over there. So I probably wouldn't be paying 0.09 for him. Um, I think there's probably a limited supply of him. But, yeah, going back to what I was saying earlier, he's a Real Madrid quality player and any move he makes really – He's not. He's too old to like go and sit on the bench at a, another high-level club. So he's more than likely going to go to, you know, a mid-table La Liga team or the MLS or somewhere where he's just going to hopefully crush it. I, I hate to be the guy that constantly takes us off topic, mm. but just on that, what are your thoughts on uh, Messi? Do you think he is he going to be like? Is he actually going to play? Is it going to be like the Gareth Bale thing all over again where he's just playing golf and then comes in for the final game? <laughs> you know, Messi loves his foosball. Um, no, uh, I think Messi will be a bit frustrating for some people in that I don't think there's a chance in hell he plays on any pitch that's not real grass. So that rules out any trips to Atlanta, rules out any trips to New England. Um so I think he's going to be a bit like Vela in that respect, like the odd random DMP or sub appearance. Um, but I just, I guess the big question with Messi to Miami is that everyone in Miami's pretty shocking and is he going to be able to just carry them on his own? But I think the answer to that is yes, because he's Lionel Messi. So It's going to be pretty awesome. Like poor Claudio Bravo. If he's coming up and he's trying to defend Messi, like he's already got bad AA as it is. <laughs> what, what hope does he have? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some centre-backs in for a real a real treat uh, coming up. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, Sorry. All right, so there's a couple here. Uh, these are a duo that um, there's a little bit of risk with them because they are old. And as you know uh, very well, Simon, buying old players is fraught with danger. Um, but it's the Porto back two. Uh, who have just re-signed. Um, one of them has just cracked 40, so congratulations to him. Um, Pepe, uh, an absolute legend of of the game, uh, still crushing it for Portugal. Um, and the coach of Porto basically came out recently and said, yep, Pepe is one of the, still the best centre-back in Portugal, so he's going to be there. So I think for point zero four, you know, as like a just a Mr. Consistent you can put in, uh, I think Pepe could could really, you know, do well for a lot of people for the price. And he's got international utility as well. Nope, he's so, still there. Yes, good. Yeah, no, I just, 
I got lost in his scores. I was looking at his scores for Portugal. <laughs> okay. Um, and the other one to go along with, with Pepe, 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 uh, is Marcano. So Marcano, um, 36, bit of a spring chicken compared to old Peps. Um, but this guy, again, just re-signed for Porto, has everything saying, look, I, I want to be there. I want to I want to help Porto, you know, get back that title. Uh, I mean, his scores are even better. Look how consistent this boy is. He's a, he's a green machine. Um, Spanish Sosaki. Yeah. He... <laughs> or Sosaki, the Japanese Marcano. That is the question. Um, 0.03 for this guy. Um, you know, even if he doesn't start, you know, that's not that. It's a threshold, really, to, to risk. Um, and at 0.299, you could probably get him for maybe 0.2, maybe less than that. As a super rare, um, again, if he if he continues to start, this is like the perfect super rare to have um, in that, you know, 73, 74, 70, 71, like that's you, – you pay top dollar for those kind of scores as a super rare. So if you're willing to take a bit of risk on the fact that he's old, um, you know, it, you could really pay off. And the fact that he's just re-signed and everything seems positive about him being the starter, yeah, I, I don't see too much downside. That would just be a case, I think, of monitoring who are the young people in the squad. Like, who are those young defenders that are like? Is there someone that's coming through that's going to take that spot, transition that into that spot? Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to think Porto are more forward thinking than to have a forty-year-old and a thirty-six-year-old the entire season at centre back. Um, but hey, you don't necessarily need them to play for the entire season to get some value out of them, um, especially at those prices. So, yeah, could be some. Not necessarily buy low and then sell them high later on, but just buy low and just get some good value out of them. Now, have you got some sell highs? I mean, I know you've struggled to piece some together in previous weeks, but you've had a few <laughs> weeks to compile a few now. Are there actually some sell highs for once? <laughs> yeah, I think transfer time, you know, I can only really go off my gut feeling. Um, there's a couple that I've identified. One of them is a good friend of yours, Hugo Kuipers. Ah. Yeah. Um, so this is another one. The only time I've the only time I've bought a player and been able to sell them two weeks later for the same price. I believe you bought him like here, and then you were like, "All right, I'll sell him now." He didn't. He did what I needed him to do, and then he just crushed for like nine weeks in a row. <laughs> but you did the right. Yep. You did the right thing because if you didn't sell him, I guarantee you would have gone to nothing. It it would have been a sin. That's it. Absolutely, you would have sinned. Um, and we cannot abide sinners. Um, Hugo is one of these players that I, I mentioned this earlier, like all the Twitter articles are saying Ghent wants him to stay. They're not going to release him for anything less than 15 million euros. He's a big part of their plans moving forward, which to me that translates to, we're just trying to drive his price up because we are definitely going to sell him because, you know, he's in great form and we're going to capitalize on the fact that he's crushing. So that's like your primary school girlfriend saying, let's be friends now. We'll break up now. We'll just get back together later in high school. It never happens. Does that happen to you? <laughs> let's be friends now. We'll talk about it. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, dude. What the flip? Should have tied it down when I had the chance. That's it. That's it. Anyway, yep. back to Hugo. Yeah. Thanks for that weird seg segue. <laughs> Simon, cheers. Uh, okay, Hugo. So, yeah, I just... He's going for point three at the moment. I just, I think people are like, people are bolstered by the fact that Ghent are saying they don't want to lose him. And I just have this feeling that they're going to lose him because it always happens. It always happens. Any any striker who's in form, they get snapped up. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him move to, you know, Ligue 1 or, or you know, La Liga or something like that. Um, you know, he's 26. It's like prime make that step up kind of territory. So, yeah. Wouldn't be surprised to see Hugo fall off a cliff if that's the case. Um, next one I've got is Xavi Xavi Simons. Um, so he was, you know, for, for those who don't know, uh, the wonder kid at PSG. Never got to play any minutes. Uh, let's look at his PSG scores. I oh, know they're not there. Great, no, hold on. PSG. So his PSG scores are pretty impressive. Um, wow. Smashed it, yeah. Um, and then he moved to PSV. So he's all about the PSs, uh, and he's been very good because he is a good, he's a really good player. Um, 
PSG have a buyback clause where if they want to buy him back, they can. Um, and I think they will. There's Again, it's just all of Twitter is saying, no, PSV are going to keep him or he's going to make a move to a club where he can make, you know, be the main guy. But I feel like PSG are just such a big club. If they want him, I think he's probably going to go back, in which case he's just he's not going to be able to maintain these kind of scores. So, um, again, with all of my sell highs, most of them are like, long-term, you know, if you're willing to hold on to them through some bad scores, then good for you. But if you're looking to optimize your team for now, this could be one where, yeah, he could get a very unfavorable move in this transfer window, you know. So, yeah, I'd be surprised if if he stays at PSV. I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah, agree. Yep. Uh, And the last one is, this one's probably less of a, like, cryptic, uh, this one's pretty much kind of guaranteed that he will move, uh, Pedro Goncalves, but he's still going for a pretty decent price. I just, he's not going to stay at, um, sporting. I think there's been some rumors of him going to like Fulham or, um, what was the other club? Maybe Wolves or something like that. And it's just, yeah, if he makes a move to the Prem, he's just not going to be as dominant he's not going to be on sets. You'd have to think. And yeah, I mean, he's Portuguese players, man. I mean, you're planning for Europe coming up. You really just can't go wrong by waiting to see who's the starting kind of set piece takers and pen takers for the big teams in Portugal and just buying them. <laughs> You'll do very well. Yeah, like you, you pay the premium, but I mean, it's just, it's it's safety first. That's yeah. it. But then again, the problem, wrong. the problem comes when they crush for their team in, in Portugal, they inevitably get a move and die. You know, I think Taremi is looking at getting a move soon. Goncalves will be gone soon. Like, all these players are good while they while they're there, but yeah, you're only setting yourself up for heartache um, by buying these kind of players. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right. At least you can have some fun times with American players. It's just constant heartache. So yeah, you know, exactly. Pick exactly, your poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So look, I think there's a few there. Um, I think the buy loads. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think with all of those, you probably some of them are a little bit risky, but especially with like Marcano, I think that's just like. The, the perfect example of a good buy low where there's like, there's a few downsides, but lots of upside. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, can't go wrong. I mean, I'm trying to, I don't know. I think given the fact that I'm trying to find a Ford, I'm probably just waiting until the start of that, that season. Like I've got some cover there for the time being, but yeah, I don't know. I think I've always just said that I think Fords are so difficult because if their situation changes, it completely, mm. you know, changes what kind of like outcome they can have does it, if that makes sense I don't know it does that... make sense yeah absolutely even like if they go to a good club sometimes a lot of the time with forwards it takes them a bit of time to get some momentum you know and they can actually struggle to kind of fit into the new team and it doesn't necessarily you know it's pretty rare that it's apart from like erling Haaland, it's pretty rare that a forward goes to another team and just immediately starts banging in goals again so yeah it's uh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rush into that decision. But you got a bit of an ETH balance there. I think you can. You can. You can wait till the transfer season is over and then go in and pay that premium to pick up someone that you know is just going to dominate this year. Yeah, yeah. It's either buy a goalkeeper or buy a forward. <laughs> I have an option. Okay. Well, there you go. Just quickly, I'm just very quickly. Yes. I want a five-word answer. Do I spend the ETH on Tadic or the Benfica goalkeeper to stack with Otamendi? I would go with Tadic. <laughs> okay, you did well. <laughs> I think you can. Uh, I think you can pick up Odysseus. Oh, we wait to see if Odysseus stays first of all, and then I think. Oh, the problem is if Odysseus stays, he's probably going to be like an ETH um, down the track. So there is a little bit of that risk factor into his price right now. Um, whereas Tadic, I don't think Tadic is necessarily going to go to an ETH. You know, I think his kind of price is going to stay kind of where it is. So there is that element of like pick up someone now before their price skyrockets, but there is that risk to it. So, mm. yeah. Anyway, we can head. All right, let's build your team. Ahead. Okay, so are you thinking 270 or are you thinking All-Star? All-Star, obviously, you've got the, tr- the benefit of the ETH if you do well. Let's try the 270. We'll try it. Okay, Willis, good matchup against DC. Sasaki. Right, bravo in there. <laughs> yeah, Thank bravo. No Sorry, show. It's bravo time. 
show. Okay. I mean, you got to go Renoso. Wow, you never really got to take advantage of that uh, zero L15, did you? No, quickly shot up there. Hey, I don't think you're going to be able to afford a two seventy team here. Uh, probably that's what I mean. It's Russell. Too good, Russell. Austin's defense has been on fire lately, so I wouldn't be picking Martinez just yet. Um, and now you've got thirty nine points left. I don't know if you're going to be able to do this. Bravo! Bravo! <laughs> bravo! Bravo! <laughs> Uh, nah, you're just shy, unfortunately. Yeah. Whereas if you went all-star, you could probably put in, who's got a good pick score? Casco? Casco's versing an awful team. He is, but the only issue with Casco is that he's old and they just played yesterday, so he they may rotate. They haven't been rotating all year, but there's always that risk. And you... This is the Ladero <laughs> effect, mate. Oh, yes. he's going to get rotated. <laughs> Never gets rotated. You're true. I mean, Morishiga has a good matchup against the last team. Um, yeah. Not that they're great. Watanabe has a great matchup against Shonan. Shonan have been just awful. So that could be a, that could be a shout. 8, and 8. I feel like with Watanabe, well. you know he's going to get 50. Like, Yeah, that's it. You know he's going to get 50, although, he, he, again, he won't fit in a 270 team. Um Montero against Galaxy. I mean, you know Montero's nah. going to play. No, I'm going. I'm going Watanabe. Short and simple. Pereira against uh, Chicago. Although there's a you know slight risk he might be that benched. That means nothing, dude. That me. Oh, Pereira against Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> they're all the same. <laughs> what have we learned? What have we learned? <laughs> Remember the Come Ten on, Commandments. Remember the Ten Commandments. Good Lord, man. All right, Jesus. Man. I like that. Right. I like that. Yeah. It's a solid team. Okay, we'll quickly we'll quickly run through my teams. I'm I'm a bit torn, so I'm going to need your help on this one. Um, oh dear. So again, uh, this is what I was going to roll out. I was going to roll out. I have no players. What's going on? Oh, this is good. Oh, it's because I'm it's in good, uh, good podcasting. God damn it! Do I have it? No, I don't. <laughs> Okay, never mind. Oh, I'll, I'll, let's talk about I'll, it. Let's, let's talk about it. All right, so I was going to roll out um, Gaese against Chicago, uh, Shosasaki against uh, Nagata. I was going to roll out Rojas, who has a great matchup, um, and then I was going to roll out Guedes, who has a great matchup, and then Glesnes, who hasn't been great, to be honest. I've been very disappointed with him. But it's Glesnes. You know, they should they should do well. Um and I was like, that's come a... on, man. What do you mean, come on, man? <laughs> they should do well. Who knows? It's MLS. <laughs> I have sinned. Um, okay, so that was going to be a really good 270 team. But of course, Rojas, his contract ends in two days. And I've just looked up on Twitter and he was like saying goodbye to the fans at the last game. So he's not playing for them again. So he's just in limbo at the moment. So that's a nightmare. And my options to replace him are Wanyama and. Rahian Alaman, who has been awful. So I was like, oh, do I even bother trying to put in a 270 team or do I just try and make the best 240 team I can? So what I've come up with is Gaese, Sasaki, uh, Guedes, Wanyama, and one of the new like Asian cards that I won, Nakamura, who's got a tough matchup, but he's got an L15 of 32. So... I don't know. I can squeeze him in, but I think that should is that, that should is that a two hundred and forty team? That's a two hundred and forty team. I think I think I'm just going to have to keep really shooting for the stars and trying to get that threshold every week. I think I think it's a case of unless you've got the team there where you're like, this is a really like mm. strong team that can roll out. You've just got to. It's boring and it's not as exciting, and it, and you want to you want to like you know throw caution in the wind. But I think you just got to accept if it's not a good week to roll out a two hundred and seventy team or an all star team. You just got to cop the two forty, I think. I think so. I think so. It's been so frustrating because I've just like again, Rojas has just never been available. Every time he plays, he crushes because that's why I bought him. But he never plays when I need him. John Moto obviously was my set and forget guy. He got injured. Shinjin Ho. He's dead I mean, now. There's always hope with Shinjin, even though he's been awful. I'm always like, any minute now, he's going to turn it around and he's going to be the Shinjin we know. Shinjin Toe, as we all know, refer to him now as, um, still coming back from toe surgery. So all my midfield options, I'm left, like Victor Wanyama's my, my, my main guy. 
<laughs> so, yeah, not looking great. But if I can hit that threshold, I'm happy. It's more ETH in the bank. I can put that towards, you know, either picking up a, an Odysseus or I might try and pick up the PSV goalkeeper to just stack with my boss Gagli. I'm not, not sure on that yet. So that's my kind of goal is to, yeah, I want to try and pick up a good, healthy midfielder which I think I can. I think I can find a, a few bargain super rare midfielders. I don't think I need to go out and buy like the top players. Um, whereas goalkeeper, I think it might be worth investing. You know, to get a stack, a good stack. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I think you just get yeah. I feel like it's. I've I've been away for three weeks, but you've got the same issues that you had a month ago. You know. Yeah, and that's that's my own fault because I have I decided to stop improving my squad for the time being, you know, so I'm going to keep having these issues, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. All right. But. Cool. Well, I'm now officially handing back the hosting duties to you. You're better at than me. Oh, so oh, yeah. wrap yeah. it up, wrap it up. <laughs> look, yeah, no, look, it's, it's good to be back. It, it honestly, it was, it was the longest three weeks of my life. I hated every minute of it. You know, being on my yacht sailing around the Croatian islands. Sounds rubbish. Uh, there's nowhere I'd rather be. Uh, and it's here, back with the Serena Under Boys. We're back. Um, hopefully, you guys have enjoyed having us both back on deck. Um, and also, you've, you've done a, a valiant job, you know, running the ship solo. But, you know, finally get a bit of uh, someone to bounce off, which I think you're probably more relieved than I am to be honest, if you had to roll out a third solo show. Yeah, I was running out of topics. I don't know how much longer, <laughs> how much I could have just talked by myself about where I get my shirts from. <laughs> but look, we'll be back next week, back to our regular releasing schedule. Hope you guys enjoyed it and look, best of luck on the weekend. Amen. All right. See you, mates. Bye. Bye.